Hello, welcome to the Wasting Time podcast. We are up to episode 59. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. I'm here with Nick. Hello, Nick. Good evening, Chris. How are we doing? Doing good. Doing good. How's things with you? Not bad. Not bad. Creeping closer to uh, restrictions being lifted yep. this weekend. Yeah. I'm going for a beer on a bench. Oh, lovely. With a, with a friend. So I'm looking forward to that. But the the issue with the I find the issue with it at the moment is I can't tell my other friends that I'm going for my, going for a beer with that friend. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Because it like it's kind of like breaking out some sort of favoritism, isn't it? Um, so yeah. So I have to hope the others don't listen to this. So you you picked <laughs> out you picked out your number one choice and and well they'll realise I mean, that they're it's, not that. It, It'll be the first of many, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. Of course, so, yeah. yeah. Ho- hopefully brighter times ahead, for sure. Definitely, definitely. Anything going on music-wise? Um, I, uh, I'm not sure if I've listened to that much new stuff that's grabbed my attention. There's been a few, the, the odd thing here and there. Like, the uh, thing I've enjoyed the most recently was uh, uh, I, I, something I assume was produced by John Feldman. Um it's on his label, Big Noise, but that's that's that actor Tyler Posey, with, who's been. I know John's been doing a lot of his music, but he's got a new song with Travis Barker, pretty solid pop punk song. I think you enjoyed it as well. Yeah, it was didn't cool. You? Yeah, it was good. It's good. I did enjoy it. Be interesting to like know a bit about his like history. Obviously, he was Teen Wolf on MTV for for yeah. for, for a while. I don't know how many seasons of that he did, but um, be interesting to know like if he's got like a history or background in the genre or you know is, is he a big fan or is it kind of a new uh, thing? yeah well you know like much? a little bit i know feldman has yeah they're called five north his band is called five north and he's done some some stuff with john feldman um it's very sort of in that sort of make out five the early five seconds of summer kind of sound um but yeah looks like He's doing some stuff just under his own name. But I like this better than that previous stuff. Um, cool. That's about all I know, though. Cool. But uh, that's it, yeah. A- anything else? Or should we just kind of move into today's interview, which was yeah, which was I think Yeah, I think we should, I guess, put the spotlight on on the Love Breakers, who are our guests Definitely. on this episode. Real. Um, well, up, I say upcoming band. They're quite a new band, but... Um, kind of just waiting to put themselves on the map when um when i guess the live scene opens again i think they've come up with some well they've released some really really strong tracks got a full length um due out in april yeah um yeah, released yeah released three songs from there so you can listen to them now on on all the usual platforms along with some of their older kind of bits and bobs and a couple of Two or three covers, something, Chris. Yeah, yeah, and um, they've got a big single called "Family Man," which we've talked about a few times on this podcast. So that probably will sound familiar to a lot of our listeners. Um, a new single coming out called "Laura" um, at the time at the time of recording, um, a week from now. And, and as you say, this is all from the the their debut full length. What I did discover earlier um, on their website, they have like. Um, an audio, an audio track that plays plays on their kind of homepage, 
Um, yeah. And it's got a couple more snippets from another track, um, another couple of tracks. And there's a snippet from Primary Colors on there. I don't know if you've heard it. It's like... What, it's in, is that the, the, the title yeah. track of the album, presumably, is it? Yeah, the title yeah. track of the album. No, um, no, no. You'll, you'll really like you'll really like it. It'll be right across. Oh, I am go- I'm going to listen to that straight away after we finish this intro. Yeah. But yeah, you can, I guess, you pre-order their vinyl now on on the wiretap record site or um from all in vinyl yeah um, and yeah you've ordered kind of, your copy of the, the i've ordered my the vinyl. Copy. yeah yeah looking forward to that um and they're obviously due to go on tour with um social distortion but you know we'll wait and see what the dates look like on that but yeah really hoping that happens currently scheduled for july over here um as i say in this in this chat to them i've i've got my ticket for the shepherd's bush show so i'm hoping that happens but yeah, go check them out because I, I mean, I guess we both think they're really, um, yeah, gonna gonna blow up. Um, when, yeah, when absolutely. when the time is right and when the time comes. So yeah, here it is. Yeah, so today we are joined with uh, one half of Love Breakers. We've got Jack and Christian with us. So just want to say a massive thanks to you both for uh, giving us some time. It's re- this is yeah, uh, man. It's really cool to see you. Yeah, We're yeah, it's a, yeah. Pleasure to be uh, involved. So yeah, thanks man. for asking us on, man. Yeah, yeah. It's usually a three-way thing. This so it's nice to. Um, have we done it? We've done a yeah. four-way before. Uh, we have never, never with video, I think. But it's, it's definitely on the bucket list. Unusual, <laughs> <There you go. laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, I'll take that off when I was eighteen, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Well, um, I guess we just wanted to maybe kick off uh, right, right at the start in terms of the breakers, in terms of, um, I guess. How you, how you got together, how you got to know each other and where it all started, I guess, really good place to start. I don't know if one of you guys wants um, to take us through that. I, I, I basically used to play in a band um, and we shared the stage a few times with Jack's old band. Um, so I was in a band called Sharks, Jack was in a band called The Razorbacks. And I always, whenever we played shows with The Razorbacks, I was like, that guy in The Razorbacks, Jack, the second guitarist, he's cool, man. He can play and he can <laughs> sing as well. So when um when that band sort of come to an end, um I was playing a bit of music with a guy called Marcus Adrummer. And yeah. we were like, we really need a singer, we really need a singer, because obviously I play bass. And I was like, Well, I know this guy Jack from from the black country. Um and he I know we can play guitar and I know he can sing, like I've seen him do harmonies and stuff. So how about I ask him? So I got in touch with Jack and we sort of just liaised back and forth eventually. The three of us met up and um it just sort of went went from there. What year was that, Jack? Like 2017, was that? Yeah, it's it about was. 2017 because I, I sort of had a little bit of a break from music, to be fair. I had about a couple of years off. And um, I don't know why. It was just like life got in the way and, you know, it is like you look for jobs and sort of get involved in that. And then I started just writing songs again at home and I was looking for a band. I was like jamming with a couple of like local lads who I've known for years and then... Um, and then the, I actually messaged Christian to come and jam with us. I was like, we, we need a bass player, like come and come and play with us. And he was like, well, I've got a really good drummer. Do you want to come with us first right. and uh, and have a jam with us? So I, I went there first and then that was, that was it. I was just like, yeah, we've, we've got to do something with this. Because we sort of, sort of, I know it's like cliche, but we just all got on really well and just sort of, you know, we was having like a good laugh and stuff with it. And it was something that wasn't like that serious at the start, but we... We right. sort of we knew we had something going on. Like we all had like similar interests in music and and that kind of stuff. And then 
yeah, we just um, it was a three piece for quite a long time actually for about what about six months, Christian. Yeah, so basically what it was was um, we we're a three piece, and obviously with the sort of music we're all we all grew up listening to, there's always that extra element of like a, like a lead guitarist, and um, I just we we sounded great anyway as a three piece, but. I think just like having like a counter melody alongside Jack's melodies from a guitar player would be really beneficial. And uh, this, this, the, the story how we got Chino involved, our lead guitarist, is quite funny. Um, my mom and his mom are really good friends. And I remember right. um, I went over to his house with, mom, with my mom to drop off our dog because they were, they were dogs sitting at our dog. And uh, I, saw, I saw like these really cool guitar amps. I'd never been there before. So these really cool guitar amps and these cool Gibson guitars in, in the window downstairs. And I was like, mom, who's are those? And she was like, oh, yeah, Liz has got a son called David. He plays guitar. And I walked to the house and there he was. And he looked cool. And like, he had all this sick gear. <laughs> I was like, yo, David, like, you should come like, Play, play in a band with like me and my boys man and um yeah it just sort of went from there and uh it, we got him involved and it, it made a massive difference having like um yeah some like a, a second guitarist as opposed to just being like a three-piece do you know what i mean i think it really helps yeah so. yeah of course of course definitely adds that extra layer yeah man it's funny i was i was after we did our show and I was catching up with a mate and, you know, he's obviously asking who we got next. I was like, oh, the, the, this, this lot from Birmingham, uh, Lovebreakers. And he was just like, oh, it, that's not the same band as um, the fella from Sharks who started a band called Love Bites. And I was like, oh, I think it yeah. is. So that was, so it was originally called Love Bites, right? Yeah. Like, well, we had, um, it was called Love Bites and then we set up ourselves like for the Spotify and iTunes and that and putting, putting our own music out like, right. yeah, like as a DIY band does. And um, we was like crossing over with this other band called Love Bites, and we didn't even know who they were. But they were um, they're like a like an Asian female metal band. <laughs> it's like it's completely okay. different to what we're doing. And um, and yeah, it was like crossing over, and like we was getting like emails from like Download Festival saying with like time slots and stuff. And we was like, it's not us, man. It's like yeah, you've got yeah. the wrong band. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and we just sat down, didn't we, and just thought we can't have this moving forward. And then we just sort of, we wanted to keep, you know, an element of the name. And then um, one of our like big influences is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. So we just molded the two and yeah. became Lovebreakers. And, uh, and yeah, and that was the, that was the story of that. When we went to do the record, we were still Love Bites, and that was 2019. When we went, flew out to LA to do the record, it was Love Bites still then. And, yeah. But massive influence on the record is is Tom Petty and we yeah like Jack said we started having these problems. We we're even getting like um like horrible comments from Love Bites fans from the Japanese bands fans like saying you guys aren't the real Love Bites you guys suck and all this. So we were like you know what we, we, who cares let's just change the name and and yeah like L Love Breakers like yeah it's sort of a bit of a nod to Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers because it's almost like it could have been like Jack Perry and the Love Breakers really thinking about it now. But Love Breakers is cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just real quick on Tom Petty. That just want to say that's a nice cover you guys have of Tom Petty out there. Yeah, nice one, man. We um, I think we recorded that. It was not last year, the year before. It was around Christmas time because we sort of okay. It always slows down a little bit for us around Christmas time. Like we do, we do a lot of shows in the winter, but um, we always have sort of about three or four weeks to like sort of you know like jam new stuff or record a cover, and it was just something that it was just done on a whim, really. I just yeah. text Chris how. Uh, Christian on one of the weekends and said like oh I really fancy just doing this cover just getting in with our friend uh, Paul who does um, like recording and stuff 
and um and yeah it was just like literally i think we thought about doing it on the friday night and then we recorded it on the saturday and mixed it on the sunday and it was it was out <laughs> it was like it was just really quick and just really fun as well because it was um obviously it's like an acoustic trap but there's loads of little you know like bits with like slide guitar and stuff that chino does and yeah it was really nice so uh yeah i'm glad glad we did it uh did a good job <laughs> yeah it's really cool i was just going to say we kind of outside of tom petty i mean you mentioned you were listening to the same kind of stuff growing up what kind of what kind of stuff was that um i i personally so the band that sort of changed everything for me was green day i heard dookie and it changed everything um from there it sort of opened the doors to like like social distortion the clash the replacements um and then and then on from that bands like against me the whole steady but i also really like bands like yeah. the vaccines and catfish and the bottle men like the sort of newer india stuff as well um yeah but 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 we're really into like just a, um what's great about this is is like everyone's bought their, their own sort of thing like jackie you know you go you go from here max you you've got your own thing yeah, up, yeah like i sort of grew up on like motown and like pop songs basically that like my mom and dad used to always play around the house but i just knew it was it was like real it just everything that was sort of you know like singing about it was like what they were living sort of thing and then um like sort of similar to everyone my age when tony hawks 2 come out the same track was incredible and like and dave mirror as well like that game like video games and having like skating videos because i was always into like skateboarding as well so like bands like rancid social distortion and like that just took me in like a, a rabbit hole of bands like mill and colin i used to listen to the, them loads as well and i still do and that was sort yeah. of like what yeah. got me into like the punk sort of stuff and then being british i just sort of you know went into it a little bit more and found like the clash and the jam and the who and um and yeah just sort of that sort of like timeless rock and roll i love and I think um, it's the same sort of like Chino and Marcus, like they're sort of into like the Rolling Stones and and sort of bands like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm the same as like Christian, really. Like I love just sort of new new stuff that's like timeless as well. Like um, I think Cap, like Catfish yeah. and the Bottom Men and the Vaccines and sort of bands like that, what they're doing now, I think will still be sort of listenable in about 10, 20 years' time. Whereas I think a lot of the, the pop stuff and popular it's more like just just drab <laughs> but that's just my opinion obviously music's yeah. an opinion but yeah man so so like in by the time you kind of became a four piece did you i mean obviously you were both in you know reasonably successful bands already so you had your connections and stuff did you get like playing decent shows relatively quickly it's been difficult really to be honest for us it hasn't because I find like the music industry is really a lot of it's about cronyism and like it's all about who you know. Unfortunately, like you can be like a really awful, awful yeah, band, yeah. And there's so many of them without sounding horrible, but there is. And uh, it's not it's yeah. So true. And and if, you, if for some reason they've got like a mate who works at a booking agency firm or whatever, and then all of a sudden they're touring with like yeah, you know, some really cool bands. We got the Social Distortion tour basically, uh, and I'm quite. I'm being totally honest here as well. We um yeah. we recorded the record and we 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 knew Social D were going to tour and we said to Davey who produced that record, just send just send Mike Ness our record, and um he, he he sent it him and he loved it and obviously we'd not long done Wildflowers as well. We'd done a cover of Wildflowers around the winter time. We sent that as well, yeah. and um we just got an offer coming really randomly like in an email 
yeah just like yeah do you guys want to open for social distortion and like and we were like well yeah obviously like but that that'll be our first tour really like we we, we haven't had offers man yeah it'll be our it'll be our first like european tour like we've we've inquired so many and tried to knock on so many doors to try and get on like uk stuff what, but, what um, kind of venues are yeah, so, yeah. social d doing uh so the social d stuff it's all like i'd say two thousand to four thousand cap venues yeah like i'm i'm i've got a ticket for for your uh shepherd's bush show you know which yeah you know touch wood will happen in july obviously it was supposed to be last summer no and that's that's a huge deal actually christian do we were you in sharks when they toured with social d in america yeah to be fair yeah so like i guess maybe that sort of helped a little bit because um i think david did say um well i'm guessing he did um yeah yeah obviously you you know christian already from 2011 when we did the us tour with sharks uh, and social distortion but um but yeah like in terms of the uk like i think that music in the uk at the minute especially rock and roll music or like punk or whatever you want to call it i think it's really hard to sort of break down the doors and get on those tours unless you're best friends with someone and like we don't have a booking agent i'd love us to have a booking agent because it just opens up a whole new world for you but um we've we've had nothing man no one really no one cares in england at all but um i feel like i think uh, like the break the break would have been obviously when the original dates for the social detour was you know not last year but the year before now so i think um or would it, I think it would have it been was last, last year. Sorry, no, sorry, it was sorry. Yeah, it was last summer. But um, I think that would have really sort of set us in good stead to get on some other stuff. You know what I mean? And hopefully, yeah. like you know, have our own headline headline tour by now. Like just doing like some smaller stuff. But like, um, but yeah, it's it's like anyone else. It's you need that sort of lucky break and just to know that one person just to wiggle you in. And I think if you're good enough, you'll your girlfriend sort of thing but yeah we're still I, I guess it'd be interesting to see how that how that world changes and that how you know the touring and bookings will change after you know after the last year and is there going to yeah. be more of an appetite for live shows more than ever for a very long time that that it's gonna you know gonna really help i guess you know the likes of you and other bands i guess really coming up i hope so i think everyone's itching to get to some live shows to be honest and i'm hoping that like people want to see bands again and like just a good yeah. decent rock and roll band you know what i mean just two yeah. guitars one bass drums and just smashing it out and just being really good at your craft and um cause as christian's saying i think like the uk scene it's really sort of it's like flavor of the month it's like i, I don't know I, I don't think the uk supports artists as much as like europe and america like if you if you did shows there it's it's much more sort of a togetherness and a you know like gangs of people going out whereas you know you go to even like shows that i've been to it's it's sort of like people just standing there with like hands by the side and not just sort of letting loose you know what i mean and i think the pandemic might have helped that and i think people might just go out and be a little bit more sort of open-minded and let loose a little bit more what's the um what's the local birmingham scene like uh to be honest it's like jack was saying i think there's a bit of a snobbery in the uk as a whole but birmingham i don't know man um it's it's weird this we've got like a few of our friends bands that we sort of do, do shows with but i wouldn't say there's much of a scene really not like you know that they used to be like i feel like back maybe it's just nostalgia but i remember when i was like when i first met jack when i was a lot younger i felt like there was loads going on back then maybe it's down to like the closure of venues or just like the new digital age that it isn't as 
sort of roaring as it used to be. Is that how you were? You mentioned like the slightly older scene. Is that how you like know got to know Davey and ended up going to do a record with him? Is it from like being in the Birmingham scene together? Yeah, I've known Davey for a, a, a really long time, and that's sort of how the the, the talk the talk of the record came about. Um, sort of knew him from when he was in Beat Union when they were doing yeah. well in like 2007, seven eight. They were lots like, supporting. Yeah everyone you'd go and see a band and they'd be supporting yeah. and um yeah. yeah and then and then and then in my old band um when we were in america we stayed with him for a little bit and and then okay. it just seemed like the perfect fit for the record because dave is obviously local a local boy and like obviously we we loved beat union we loved davy so it was just like it was such a it was just we knew it was going to be a good experience and i think like yeah. being in california the sunshine the palm trees and and you're doing a record with not only is he a friend lot like, we look up to davy because he's a great songwriter and beat he's union. an amazing songwriter yeah 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 like yeah. When, when i was growing up like i remember going to watch beat union i was literally like like that yeah. I was like, yeah. literally, they were like it was incredible like they absolutely blew the roof off the songs yeah. were like poppy but had like this punk sort of rock and roll edge which i yeah. think sort of has sort of bled over into our band a little bit and obviously recording with davy and you know i think we've had that influence as well but you know when i first met him like he was he was coming back to the uk i think it was for christmas to see his family yeah and we were like i think we were rehearsing in the middle of birmingham at the time and um he was like can i come to a rehearsal and obviously meet you guys and um he came and i was just i was a bit like i wasn't starstruck because i think it's always you know you've just got to be yourself if you meet anyone sort of famous or someone who's in the industry and then um, we just played a couple of tunes and we we're just talking how we're talking now it was just a nice sort of flowing conversation and then by the end of it he just said do you want to come out to la and do a record with me and we were like let's do it <laughs> sign on the dotted line sort of thing let's let's do it and, um that was the winter we had that practice like he was over visiting his um, family for christmas i think yeah. it was december time and yeah i said like come to a practice and then next thing you know three months later was it three months later was it that quick and we were really yeah, we recorded it in march so, yeah. yeah we recorded it in march what, yeah. what, year, what year was that march 2018 19 19 it was yeah 19 yeah, yeah. So yeah, two two years ago, you must be really itching to get like the whole thing out now, right? <laughs> well, we got our album number two is nearly done. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's basically written. We're just like sort of jamming it at the moment, right? Did you? I mean, did you have much? Obviously, you got got the thumbs up from David to go out go out there. Was did you have everything ready and the record kind of written and good to go, or was there like a furious like attempt to throw throw some songs together? Yeah, well. Well, the way Davey was sort of working, he was saying, he said to me, just try and write something or preferably a song every day sort of leading up to it. <laughs> and I think at the time we already had about, I'd probably say about 12, 12 to 15 songs already written in our rehearsal room. So like, I think altogether we probably had about 30 to 40 songs. And obviously some songs would probably be like just a, a verse and a chorus. It wouldn't be sort of full. But um he was just saying, just make the most of the time in between, you know, like December and March to going out there. And we even wrote a song out there and recorded it sort of out there, just sort of brand new, which was great. It was a great experience just to sort of, you know, write in the studio and just to lay everything down and get everything done out there. But um, there, was, there, was, there was quite a bit of pressure from our end, you know what I mean? Because we were sort of getting together like almost every day of the week just to 
just to get some stuff down and just just to make the most of it you know what i mean yeah man it was it was it was incredible like we we've had we had such a good time and yeah you're right we are reaching to get it out um it was we were obviously it was we recorded it in march 2019 it was ready by september 2019 we were going to release it just before the social distortion tour then the pandemic happened so everything had to be put back but yeah like jack said we've, we've been make it like writing a load of new songs so we're sort of it's a bit annoying like we're still really proud of the album and, it, and we're really excited for people to hear it but when you're in a band uh, of like you, as soon as you've got a new song you want people to hear that do you know what i mean mm. but you, yeah new, but every, newer songs always feels like your, your best song doesn't it yeah exactly yeah. exactly but the way we've got to look at it is it's like every this this new album all the songs are still new to everybody else so I mean, did you did you ever consider at any point just get getting it getting it released? What was the decision to just hold out just because you wanted that big tour behind it? Yeah, I think I think that's what it was. Really, and it's just about being it's sensible, support, isn't it? Wasn't it for like getting it pressed on vinyl and getting that like you know that promotional support as well? So like we 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 farmed it out to a lot of record companies and stuff as well. But obviously, just being a, an unsigned band, it's it's quite difficult. It's sort of like a shot in the dark. But then. Um, but then Wiretap Records from LA yeah, got in yeah. touch and we started talking to those guys and Robbie's one of the best guys and he was like helping us out loads and yeah, so it's gonna be released through Wiretap, which is great. And um That's good, man. They've got such a good roster as so I think it's a good it's a good label to be associated with, for sure. Yeah, yeah. man. I pre ordered my vinyl this morning as well, actually. And had a little chat with a guy called Dave, because I wasn't sure if my order went through. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Dave runs yeah. all all in vinyl, who are like the UK sort of label that's yeah. putting it out. He's a really cool guy as well. We're really lucky to be fair. Like obviously, um, it's just nice to have someone putting the record out because we could have put it out ourselves, but it just helps like having like a little bit of backing behind it. Um, so yeah, it, we're we're really excited. Nice. Um, but you've released—is it just Family Man you released from from that record? Um, what? Uh, there's. There's there's a eye roller horizons and family man at the minute yeah so and then yeah I can't uh, we, I don't know if we're doing any more I think we're doing like one or two more one maybe one more and the reaction's been pretty pretty good to that to those right yeah yeah it's been wicked it's been um you know like uh, Steve Lamac he's been playing he played um as he, I think he played all three but um he'd like he played horizons and family man like on his um it wasn't like playlisted but he played them like a few times which is great because um yeah it's obviously really nice to get um that sort of feedback from someone like steve lamack who like you know yeah. i listen to radio six quite a lot as well and then um and then we had some airplay on radio x as well which was pretty cool and then um yeah man like there's been like some outlets in america as well like brooklyn vegan have give us like a little review so i think they dug it a little bit which is great yeah. and um yeah man it's just like just these little steps just towards you know you just got to keep picking away and just you know try and get a, a bite as they say <laughs> i mean they're all i mean all three are decent songs uh but like i think family man in particular is such a good pop song like, <laughs> Cheers, that's, man. that's a hit that's a hit right there yeah yeah um yeah, no, I, I really, I can really hear the sort of beat union vibes on that as well on that chorus. It's just, yeah, I love it. Love it. I think that was, I think that was Davy's favourite as well, wasn't it, Christian? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, was, I yeah, think it's, it's mad actually, like because uh, me and Jack, I think I speak for most people in the band actually. Like 
we're all really into full albums as opposed to you know singles and like yeah i feel like you know it's very easy these days just to go like i'll oh, just release d- d- don't worry about releasing an album. Just put every song out from the album as a single because you get more press, you get more content. And I feel like I'm one of those people, like I listen to a record and nine times out of 10, the singles on the record, as great as they are, aren't as good as the other tracks mm-hmm. that are album tracks. And uh, But I love, yeah. I love that though. I love hearing a record for the first time. And Family Man's an amazing song. I love it. I think it's one of the best. But there's even better songs on the record, I believe, that, yeah, people, yeah, right. that people aren't going to hear yeah, until yeah. they get their hands on the record. Um, and I really like that. I think I think that's really important because it's really easy these days just to go do 10 singles, you know, do 10 pop songs or whatever. But I'm, me, myself, I'm very much like a record person. Like album tracks, I think, always end up being well they call them album tracks in the industry don't they um always yeah. end up being better than the singles in my opinion anyway um that's it yeah and like when, when we sat down and did like the track listing we were like we was always thinking like side a and side b like always thinking yeah. about pressing it on a vinyl and always putting a vinyl record on a player and like just listening to a record because i think like the end goal for us is always to make like timeless sort of pop rock and roll is sort of the way i see it and um and yeah, man, we're sort of always thinking records instead of just you know just a bunch of singles with a bit of with a bit of filler. So um, yeah, yeah, man. And I, and I guess that's coming back in general as well now, isn't it? I mean, the digital era has kind of killed killed it off a little bit because you know you don't get a CD out of a case and put it in a CD player anymore, and it's the accessibility of music that steers you away from listening to a record end to end. But this, you know, I guess that the vinyl revival is definitely kind of. On its way, yeah. On its way, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. I, bet, I bet if I said to you guys, like, you know, name, name your favorite records, and you pick the singles off those records, I bet your favorite songs on that record aren't necessarily the singles. Um, I don't know if it's just me being weird, but like, uh, like <laughs> L- L- London Calling, London Calling by the Clash, the best songs on London Calling aren't the singles. There's loads of other great songs on there. Right. Do you know what I mean? That are better than the the singles. Um. And I really love that because it might, keeps it exciting because if you get a record and you've heard the, the, the three singles already and they're all the best songs on there, well, what the point have you bought? What's the hell? Why have you bought the record for then? So you can listen to seven other okay songs. No, you music is supposed <laughs> to be like immersive and like you're supposed to enjoy the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so what, I mean, what, what have you guys been up to then during your downtime, just itching to get, get kind of going? Is there, uh, I mean, just jobs keeping you busy and stuff? Yeah, like well, we just sort of made a decision that we'd stay productive as possible, and um, we've literally yeah. I've been writing so much. I've even got like my stuff here, just like literally every single day. I'm like just jotting stuff yeah. down, just trying to even if it's just like song song titles, just writing them down. But um, luckily, with technology nowadays, we can you know we've just been doing demos as well, like um, just been sending files to each other and. Yeah. You know, ideas and stuff. And then um, because we're releasing, like, music as well this year leading up to the album release, we're sorting out, like, artwork and on that kind of stuff. So it's always always been productive, I think, like, because where we want to be when this pandemic's over, we just want to be smashing tours and being the best band, like, live band we can be. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah, just been... Because we all, we all really believe in this band. And I know, like, a lot of people say it, but I think... Music comes around in circles, and I think if people want rock and roll again, I think we'll be the band to like one of them bands at the forefront that could potentially bring it back. And I truly believe that, man. 
and that's just not me being up my own ass. But I just think like I just want to get on tour and just tell people about this band and get these songs out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, to, uh, as words of encouragement, like going back to Family Man again, like you know, I've played it to people who, you know, aren't into the kind of music that we gen- broadly cover on this podcast or whatever, and like people just you know immediately drawn to that song. when you've got like six music airplay as well that's got to be seriously encouraging for you guys right i mean how did how did that how did that come about how did lamac end up kind of getting hold of it basically just being persistent and firing a load of emails off to radio djs and and saying if you don't play this you're missing out not us (laughs) 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 nah uh we did yeah we just sent a load of emails um and you know you you just hope that you get um you get lucky with one of them. You took a load of load of stuff at a wall, and you hope some it sticks. And luckily, with that and a few other things, it stuck. But again, like it's down to the music as well, though. Like if if you ain't got the songs, you're gonna struggle, ain't you? And um, yeah, of course. so if you if you got half decent songs, you're, you're halfway there. But in terms of being productive and everything during this whole time as well, like we've been um, been demoing. Basically, like Chino, our guitarist has got loads of cool recording gear and every time we we go into the room there's mics everywhere so everything is always recorded to a really high standard so we've managed to do quite a few demos um obviously all socially distanced with masks and stuff but we'd go in like do drums get that recorded properly and then we've got the the, the um the the means to layer everything on top as if we were like recording a proper album um but obviously without the great produ- the d- great production skills but um yeah to get some decent demos down so that's what we've been doing for the most part so it's been it's been just it's been it's been shit not being able to tour and stuff um and do shows yeah. but it's just one of those things you just got to sort of ride it out and yeah yeah do you guys all live n- n- quite near each other then um yes so yes yeah, so jack's like north birmingham i'm south birmingham chino yeah. south birmingham yeah it's like where where we rehearse is um a little place in Birmingham called Digbeth. I don't know if um you know Digbeth, but it's like um sort of like the centre of town and then we're like sort of ten miles opposite sides. So it's just like our, our middle hub where we get together. But um Cool. Just sounds like you're kind of you're so far ahead you just need to catch up with the with the tour inside, I guess, really. Is that's it? It's the plan to take all that, all the kind of demo stuff you demo and putting together. I mean, would you would you be looking to go back out and and see Davy and work with Davy on on that, on that stuff? For sure, yeah. I think we're just going to see what happens. Like as soon as things open up, we're going to try and do as many shows as possible. Like Jack said, like Jack's brilliant in terms of just like writing 
great songs and having great ideas and bringing them to a rehearsal room and something special just happens thing like it sort, sort of just blossoms and we're sort of ready ready for it to open up and be able to yeah do what we want to do like play shows and yeah like and do do another record as well in america hopefully so are you guys all in a like a position just to kind of put things down at home and and go and, and do that then when the time's right yeah man well me, me and christian both work for ourselves um I'm a graphic designer, freelance, and Christian's got his own um, picture framing shop. And then, um, yeah, like as, as soon as like the, the tours come around, everything sort of dropped, and we sort of were all committed to go. Um, which I love about this band; it's never been, you know, any sort of complications really. And I think because we all believe in it that much, right. it's like the the train's got to keep on going; it can't stop. And I think um, yeah. we've just got to say say yes to everything and do everything and just. Just commit to it, man, and just work hard and just see where it takes us. That's great that you all kind of have that mentality, for sure. Because like, as you get older, like, being in band does get harder, that kind of it stuff. It does, but it? like, um, I remember like Chino, like last week, he just said, like, I think the, the, main, the main goal is just to keep it really fun and just really enjoy what we're doing. And we've got this formula now where I can, I can bring in a song, because I always write on an acoustic anyway, just so... Because I know if it sounds good on an acoustic, if, if I take it to like three rock and rollers, it's going to take it up another 10 levels. So like, um, so yeah, like I always bring a song on acoustic and then we've got this formula where like Chino will just like bring a lick and it just kind of all works. And because we're all sort of into it and really believe in it, like we take it away and work on it. And, you know, with WhatsApp and stuff, we put our little notes down and change little bits and it just... Um, it's just really, really fun. Just like being in a band with all these guys, and I'm like proper blessed to like have them. And because sometimes I can be a nightmare. We like changes, saying, "Oh, can we change this? Can we change that? Can we change that?" Now that don't sound right, <laughs> but like, um, but yeah, it's like we're all just going towards the same goal. You know what I mean? We just believe in this band and believe in these songs and things. We all think it should be like for the masses to enjoy, not just like four of us. Forgive me if, if I've got this wrong. Was it? Did you have some tours? dates booked with hell's ditch or had you already done them before the pandemic or was it we had some booked and then the pandemic happened so that was just before the social distortion tour yeah that like again that was going to be really cool because we we sort of we've crossed paths with those guys before and they're really nice and they're a cool band yeah yeah they've all been in different bands yeah. and stuff yeah like because i know i know uh chris a little bit and i know forget the guy's name the guy used to sing for uh river jumpers because I, I played with him a few times but like chris Chris is always reaching out to us, and like we played their their stuff on our show and and that. But they're cool it's like like Jack says, like we just we love we love doing what we do, like playing music. Like we've all played our instruments from a really young age, and obviously, if you if you if you're doing it for the right reasons, which is to you know we we play because we love doing it, and we want to have fun, but we we also we also want more people to hear our music because. Because yeah, yeah. well, everyone. If you, if you're doing music and you don't want people to hear it, then you know what's the point? That's the whole reason you do shows, isn't it? So cool. Well, um, some of our listeners have, def- have definitely heard some of your music. I don't know if Chris Chris mentioned, but we did a, at the start of the year. We did um, we did an episode with a guy called Jay Mass, who was in a band called Defeater. I think an old epitaph epitaph band. Yeah. Um, and it was like our first episode of the year, and we 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 did like a top five. Um, tracks of of 2020 basically and um we kind of walked down from five to one and 
me and Chris didn't actually know what we were, you know, we didn't tell each other beforehand. And we got to we got to one and both of us both of us had um, chosen family man as our <laughs> top no, track so of twenty twenty. So well, I'll amazing. give you that you've got good taste, boys. You've got good you taste. Go. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Now that yeah, like I said before, that's that song's that song's so fun to play as well, man. And yeah, it's just yeah. like Jack Jack, you've said before actually, um you really like like Paul Weller from the Jam. Like his sort of lyrics are always like sort of social commentary, and that's sort of the same sort of vibe yeah. with Family Man. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think um, it's like sort of telling a story, but putting putting like a little bit of yourself into it, but coming from like an experience. Like it's just it's literally about one of my best mates, and it's just seeing like that change of you know having a kid and starting a family, and like what becomes important now. You know, like paying the mortgage and you know, getting on that holiday and stuff and saving for it and just little bits like that. And like, and then you just make it kind of cool when I say like, um, you know, like washing the people carrier and stuff. He doesn't even have a people carrier, but like just the general sort of that, that's the vision that I've got, but it's like, I I don't know. It's just a a weird thing. Songwriting. Cause it's, I do write from experience, but I put a little bit of like cheekiness and a bit of like myself, like my sarcasm and stuff in there as well. We, I mean, we talked about that, Chris, didn't we? In the sense, and I guess everything else we'd heard throughout the year was, I guess, a lot of it was coming out of kind of America, and um, you know, we talked yeah. about that song being very just kind of relatable for like us and people that get like our age around us. I mean, we're both in yeah. our kind of late, mid late thirties now, so um, it was just nice to like you know hear something <laughs> that was just like just was a bit normal like from you know, a, from you, a... you know what that really hits as well for me because i think like for me I, I like political bands i like bands who sing about all sorts of things but for me music is always for me been a retreat from something like a way to sort of right. separate myself from all the chaos that's going on and a way to just not have to worry about anything do you know what i mean and like a song like Family Man can, can be that so easily to so many people because it's so relatable. Like anyone can relate to it almost. Um, and I like yeah. that. I look, and I think timeless bands are really good at that. Like I listen to Tom Petty or The Replacements, even Green Day. Like I can listen to that and it just it just takes me away. And it's like that. that's what I want from music. I don't, don't want to be lectured to. I don't want to. There's a time and place for it. Don't get me wrong. Like, but But for me, it's all about yeah just being able to retreat from the chaos and enjoy yourself and just let go for a minute do you know what i mean yeah hopefully we can do that with with our songs so well i mean what can we expect from the rest of kind of primary colors then um you know on top of the stuff that you've already um released without giving too much away yeah man i think um i think you're gonna be pleasantly surprised because like some of the songs like keeping with like keeping within sort of like the rock and roll kind of idea there's some that are like sort of like less pacey, but have like a bit more groove to it. And um, like the self, the self-titled song "Primary Colors," like you're gonna love that. It's like literally just rock and roll, and it's proper relatable about sort of wanting to get to like another place, like a better place, sort of in life. It sounds a little bit cheesy, but like, um, but again, it's like sort of pop sing-along rock and roll that, like, in the summer, it'll be perfect to like just blast it, blast it in your car. And just like, just just enjoy it. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a really like positive album. Yeah. Like a lot of it's like really melodic as well. And um, and yeah, just something like a, like an album of hope. Really, that's what I'd sort of see it as. I I I, I describe it as like um, 
you know, like in old 80s movies and like you're cruising down in a, in a classic car and you're going down like the coast with your friends and you've got the tunes blasted full blast. You've got, you've got <laughs> your volume turned up to yeah. 11 and you just feel amazing and you're with your pals or your girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, it's like a gang in it, like being with your gang and just yeah, like yeah, yeah. enjoying, like, you know, like growing up and being in like the moment sort of thing. It's exactly that. It's the soundtrack to, to a summer. And again, that's another reason I'm sort of glad we held back releasing it because if we were released, released it in winter, just, just for the sake of putting it out there or in autumn, it wouldn't have, wouldn't have hit the same. I don't think you, you, you'll, you'll see when it comes out, like especially songs like primary colors and that. Yeah. yeah, it will, yeah. It will and I think as well, like recording it in LA, there's like, obviously there's just like a vibe there. And like, you th like I had to like pinch myself and think frigging hell. I mean, like, I'm in Orange County in LA doing a record and like you look outside and there's palm trees and Cadillacs Hurley everywhere studios, and yeah. at Hurley Studios, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, it just felt so, it just felt really positive. And like we'd go out on the nights and speak to like, you know, like local Californians and it just, I just felt like it was like proper rock and roll and I'm in a band and I'm from England and I'm in LA doing a record. <laughs> and like, and it comes out in the recording, like it's so, I don't know. We just gave gave it everything, and but as I say, it's like positive hope, and yeah, man, can't wait you, to you can, you, you can almost smell the palm trees when you listen to the record. <laughs> <laughs> That's going a bit too far, mate. <laughs> you know. But yeah, I think it would have been a lot different if we recorded it in the UK. I think because um, like it was easy sort of to like come away from it, whereas being being there and being sort of in it you're in like this just this little bubble and it's all you can sort of focus on and and yeah it was just like really fun as well like um we had so much fun doing it nice yeah no re really looking forward to hearing it um the random question i wanted to i was going to ask before um so like both of you being in previous bands sort of in the birmingham and uk scene and like saying you know your frustrations with the uk scene and stuff i just wonder like those years playing in bands like because like we're kind of from that scene as well, playing in bands ourselves. Like, what? Who've been like some of your favourites? So uh, this is just out of interest to me. I, you know, how much our listeners in America were, because most of our listeners are in America. But like, uh, how much that will uh, pique their interest? But like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious. Because what sort of like band, bands that like we've played with, or just sort of bands growing up listening yeah, to? Yeah, like who? No, no, that that you've played with, and maybe you know, done tours with back in the day and stuff like ones who who might have lasted or 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 haven't and deserved to just like who've stood out to you over the years i don't mind going first i remember seeing a band band called tribes years ago um i don't know if anyone knows them but um i think that they did a show on top of like this shop in camden i remember being all over youtube when i was growing up and i was thinking man that they sound oh yeah proper cool and um and yeah i went i went and saw them in birmingham and i was like just blown away i just thought I was quite young as well. So like I was just looking at them as like these proper rock stars and I really, really enjoyed their show. And then um there's a band called The Holloways. I don't know if you remember the Holloways. Yeah. Um based in London. But they had they had like this punky sort of Frank Turner rock and roll vibe, but then they had like violins as well. And like these mad like instruments that they bring and it was just something a little bit different. But it was like it was one of them shows where it was really face to face and everyone was sort of together in it and you know, we're going to get through this era and not get sweaty and, and dance and jump around. And it was just wicked. And um, and they had a few few decent tunes. There was one called Generator, which was played sort of all over, like media, like on adverts and stuff. 
but um, but they were just they were just a wicked live band. I just think like now it's so rare to get like a really good live band that like you sort of think I want to invest in this. I want to want to go to another show. I want to buy the record. I want to buy the t-shirt. But yeah, then that's just like a couple of bands that sort of spring to my mind. But um, what are yours, Christian? Um, I don't know really. I can't really think of any from those type like that when when we used to do shows together. Other than your old band, like I, I really enjoyed watching you guys play. I mean, in terms of like these days, I, was, I really like Bad Nerves. I think Bad Nerves are a really cool band um, from London. Um, okay. Yeah, we've played with them a few times, haven't we? Yeah, they're, they're really cool. Really good guys and just so like electric, man. Like you watch yeah, them play yeah. and like they're so tight as well. Because I think just a lot of the time they just play live live shows all over Europe and the UK and stuff. And um, yeah, just really humble, down to earth, and just love that. That was eight on the hi hat, and it's just like whoa, but like they do it really well, and it's yeah, man. I think they're sort of coming from the same place as us as well in terms of like it's 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 solely about having fun and it's about rock and roll and they're not trying to sound like yeah, people could say they sound like the Ramones or whatever, but they're not. I find a lot of bands these days are going out of the way to sound like the new era of. I don't know American punk bands, but they're from England, which is is cool, fine. Do, do you think that's fine? It's not authentic to me. Yeah, I I I, I always find that frustrating. I mean, I mean that's why, you know, like you guys, you can very it sounds so English, you know, in in bands I've been in, I always want the singer to sound English because like you've seen like English and Welsh bands do well like out the punk or pop punk scenes, but they just put on these American accents. I find it so frustrating. I found this new band last week, like just brought a bog standard pop punk, but really catchy. And I was like, oh, that's, they're cool. And then it turns out they're not American, they're Welsh. And it just put me <laughs> right off them. I'm like, that's so, you know, the accent's so funny. I had a real thing back, back, it, back in like 2009, 2010. There was an explosion of these, yeah. I'm not going to shit talk people, but there was an explosion of like these bands from yeah. South Wales who were, Proclaim, proclaiming yeah. to be punk rock or rock and roll or whatever. They couldn't be further from it. Honestly, like it was, right. I, I remember calling <laughs> South Wales, like the new Southern California, because that's where they thought they were. Yeah. It was just a joke. There was so many, yeah. it's to me, it's just not authentic. And that's yeah. why those bands lasted all of five minutes. Do you know what I mean? Because people saw through it in the end. So that's it, isn't it? Even if they have good songs, it's just, yeah. 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 And, and that's an actual thing that we've, we've said in the studio recording, like I've never wanted to, even though I love, like, I think the majority of the bands I love are American bands. But um, I've yeah. always, like, been sort of humble to be like, I want to still sound like me. I don't want to, like, Imitate. come away from that, you know what I mean? Even if it's, like, like, I think the general vibe of the record is quite Americanery, like, with, like, the mixing and stuff. Right. But I think in terms of, like, vocals and, like, lyrics and stuff as well, I think it's just, it's really sort of down to earth and, you know, black country is where I'm from. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that's it and i think coming back to um what you said chris like about sort of like we've been playing now i've been playing in bands since i was like 13 now and um obviously yeah. been around like the birmingham scene a lot and a lot of bands have like come and gone and like those bands who were sort of doing that pop pop punk thing as sort of like a fad whereas you know, I'm yeah. 31 now and like, I'm still going at it cause I love it. Right. And I know like what I'm doing is like sort yeah. of, you know, it's me. It's like, it's, it's, I'm not trying to be anyone else now. And I think, I think, um, I think, yeah, it's important. Like you've got to do the graft, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm not saying like, give me a record here now cause, cause I've been playing like for 20 years. 
But I'm just saying, like, I think it's important to like be like be true and just be like, just be yourself, man. Because that's what people are gonna like yeah. invest in. You know what I mean? Like our live shows, I'm always like sort of being a little bit sarcastic or you know, like cracking jokes and stuff because that's that's who we are. Like, I'm not gonna come on stage and be like, "Hi guys," you know. We're love breakers. It's like it's not. It's like it's yeah. not us. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's a hard thing to sort of describe. But. And I guess a lot of those bands are they are literally just trying to fit a mold for like a label, They're like you know, like your hopeless or, or whoever you know, fit yeah. that that pop punk kind of tick that box. You know, make them marketable in in that way. I guess really. And that's the difference between timeless music, like the Replacements, Tom Petty, Green Day, The Clash. Bands who you you put on now and they still sound, their records from twenty years ago still sound amazing. The songs still sound great, and the difference between a band who one minute they want to be emo core or pop punk, and then the next minute they want to be hardcore, then the next minute oh they're all of a sudden all big fans of the Damned. No, you're not. Just you know, you know what I mean. (laughs) I remember Chris. You used to pull me up from time to time because I used to sing in a band with Chris. This was like. Almost oh, 20 yeah, years ago, know, well, yeah. 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And yeah. if I ever yeah. started to like kind of go into an American like pronunciation of something, he would, it, we, he was straight on it straight away. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Fair play. Fair <laughs> you sound too American. Stop that. <laughs> Fair play to you, man. That's awesome. <laughs> so, where about you, don't you go, Chris? Uh, and Nick, like where 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 did you guys grow up? So so basically, I I'm from Brighton originally, yeah. but I moved up to the northeast, uh, just near Newcastle when I was eleven. Yeah. Which, as you might be able to tell from Nick's accent, that's, that's where yeah. that's where he's from. So that's where we know each other from because I live there. I'm I'm in London now, but I live I live there. For that's years. awesome. Great band from Brighton, the Ordinary Boys. We love we love that band. Oh uh, yeah, well I used to. So I was. I was living back in Brighton again. I went back to Brighton for uni. So this is like around 01, 02. So I knew them when they were starting up and uh, like there was a, f- a whole bunch of us who were all friends. They're all in bands and like, and like uh, when before, before like the big brother days and stuff, when Sam was just called yeah. Sam, not, not yeah, Preston. Yeah, yeah. You know? Although he's, he, he's gone on to do really well as a songwriter. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cause he, he writes for all sorts of huge pop stars. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah he's, I think he's wrote some stuff for Ollie Murs, hasn't he? And, um, he sort of took like a back seat from being in a band, but um, the ordinary boys, man, yeah. what a band back in the day! I remember like watching them on like T four on the beach, and I was like, "Fuck, these are cool." No, they, they, yeah, absolutely. But it's funny before they blew up, like so. So when I knew them, like when they were just around the Brighton scene, they were. Uh, they, it was kind of like a pop punk emo band that they were. Like, the, the, like I remember that they, they they opened up for Midtown when Midtown came over, and it was just it was just the right fit and stuff, and then. All of a sudden, they changed their sound. Yeah, they went to the moddy thing, didn't they? Like the uh, but that that first yeah, record, exactly. though, like yeah. I I still to this day, that record to me is, is punk as anything. It's more punk than half of the the punk that's come out of America in in that sort of era. Honestly, like it is so like it's just rock and roll like, and so raw and that yeah, it's brilliant. I love that record and it's it's yeah, timeless, re- really good. You know, I've, I've, we've we've been going a little while now, so I reckon we could probably wrap this up soon, Nick. Unless there's any anything we've left out, but like uh, before we do that, guys, is it cool if we just ask a kind of just a couple of kind of broad questions? Cool, man. Yeah, go for it. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. <laughs> Far away. What do um, you want to know? 
or do you want to know? Right, so you're going to regret this. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> this feels like a weird question because, like, so I was going to say, like, what for both of you? It'll be a dream tour. You're touring with two other bands, but like, you guys already got a tour book with fucking Social Distortion. If someone asked me, like, what my dream tour would be, that would be definitely a contender for. You go first, Jack. Go on. Oh, I don't know. I've got to think. I'm thinking on the spot here. But um... Chris, are you allowing like alive and dead? Oh, I didn't. yeah. Let's let's yeah. Let's make it even more complicated and say yeah. You can have dead artists as well. Dead artists as well. Oh man. See, I'm just like reaching for the stars here. But someone like absolutely iconic British should be like Queen or something, oh, and just man. be like, <laughs> let's go and do a world tour with Queen. But that that blows away though. So it's got to be like we've got to be good as well and look good because <laughs> like against Queen you've got to be absolutely insane um, I don't know man I think uh, oh it's really difficult I've got, I need some more thinking time okay um, for, yeah. for me it'd probably be um, probably be Green Day that would be the one because obviously you get to play arenas and that they do like a three hour three hour live show and it'd just be amazing to watch every night so be, be them and yeah definitely social distortion as well like Obviously, that's happening anyway. But um, yeah, that's like when when we got that email through. Honestly, it was I think it was about half eleven at night because it was their US booking agent. I think emailed us. I was jumping round. I think my neighbours. I'm not been thinking, surprised. I was going. I oh been. my god, we're going to go on tour with social media. This is awesome. <laughs> real, real quick, Christian. What was it when you toured with them years ago? Did you get to what? I mean, you know, I know that's a broad question, but like, did you get to interact with them much? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was quite a long tour, you you, you do, and like they were just really hospitable to us. I remember we were touring in a a really cramped van, and a lot of the nights, they because they had tour buses and hotels, they decided to stay on their tour bus tour buses and give us their hotel rooms and they had really nice hotels. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's that shows you the sort of people that they are. So yeah. yeah, go on, Jack. Who you got, mate? Come on. Um, I'm gonna say the Who. Yeah, like, nice, nice, nice. Those, those sort of songs to me. Another, like, another band you covered. When I first like got into really getting into the guitar, like Pete Townsend, I was just looking into like his tone and all his gear and stuff. And um, I just love their songs, man. Like all the earlier stuff as well, like the like the '60s stuff. And I just think playing shows with them would be insane. And I think. As you say, like you're playing with someone who you love and you get to see every night. And um, yeah, so I'm going to say the who. Yeah, man. Good choices there. Nice. Yeah, I was gonna, just going to say, so album's released in April. Yep. Apparently, I'm going to get it two weeks early, according to Dave this morning. So I don't know if you know about that, but... Uh, I didn't know about that. Now we have to be having words with him. The, the vinyl pre-orders <laughs> apparently might be coming out a little bit early. Um, cool. If it leaks, we know who that is then, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what's what's the situation with the Social D 
tour, how many how many dates you got? And I guess for me, how far north north are you coming on that tour? I, I don't know if we can say, can we, Jack? I don't know. Well, we can say that it's been rescheduled and it's still happening. Yeah. And then yeah. we can probably say that we're doing like three or four dates in the UK. Okay. And the rest will be the rest will be Europe. I think the UK dates it's two in Manchester and two in London, isn't it? Though it's two in Manchester, yeah, two in London. Yeah. yeah. Two in Manchester. Um, or it might be one in Manchester and three in London, maybe. Yeah. I think they might add one, yeah. Is it we're, we're still at at this point it's still rescheduled for July, right? Yeah, but I think I think looking at the state of things, it wouldn't surprise me if it's put back another year. Same. But they're not they're definitely not gonna cancel it. I know that. Um, yeah. Fingers crossed it is this July, but obviously you know, have to see how things go. Yeah, man, definitely. Cool. Did you have any other questions, Chris? Uh, I was just say so I, I thought I thought these questions were going to be like bath or shower, chocolate or vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> we did we did used to do that, didn't we, Nick? It was our little quick choir round we did with guests. That kind of yeah, we're not out. that well prepared, unfortunately. <laughs> um, no, I was I was just uh, just curious, like what what you've both been re- listening to recently. That's something we don't really ask guests that much these days. So yeah, mate. Might as well get that one in before go, we wrap it up. Go for it, Jack. Um, yeah, uh, Bad Nerves, who we mentioned previously, yeah. they uh, released their record, I think it was a couple of months back now. So I've been spinning that quite a bit. Um, been listening to a lot of Tom Petty, just because like, I'm in sort of like songwriting mode at the moment. So I'm just sort of not noting down like structures from like sort of all the stuff that I like. Um I listened to a bit of Catfish in the Bottleman uh, last week. Uh, that's about it, really. It's quite a... Yeah, just sort of like timer stuff. That's it. Yeah. I'm just looking on my Spotify recently played here. L- last thing I listened to was this morning, and it was Graceland by Paul Simon. And then... Um, okay. And then... Uh, Bay Dream by Culture Abuse. Great record. And then... Jamie T, the first record, Kings and Queens. That's what I've been listening to in the past few days. So, yeah, it's all stuff that's been out for a while. To be fair, nothing new's really caught me at the moment. So, yeah. I've just uploaded mine. I've got a uh, Best Coast California Nights. Yeah, man. If you know that record, oh, yeah. that's a really yeah. cool yeah, record. Yeah. Um, and then I've got the Greatest Game with Jamie Carragher. <laughs> listening <laughs> to podcasts with Jamie Carragher. Love just it. to get me through the day. You Liverpool fan then? No, I'm actually an Aston Villa fan. But, um, but like he does this podcast where he speaks to like ex-professionals and loads of different sort of ex-footballers, which is quite cool to listen to. But um, but yeah, that's it, man. There's um there's some really cool bands. Um, there's a really cool band coming out of America at the minute uh, who were friends with Ghost Ghost in the Willow. He's quite cool. He's got some good songs. Um, other than that. The stuff I've just mentioned, really, is the stuff I've been listening to. Yeah. So, how have you been? How have you guys been keeping yourself um, kind of entertained during lockdown? Anyway, outside of just going for walks and. Uh... Have you Have you got um, Call of Duty? No, no, I'm uh, not. I'm not a big. That's my answer. There you go. <laughs> right, yeah. okay. Christian's a massive Xbox fod. He's just on it. <laughs> if he could play Xbox twenty four hours a day, he would. But um, with me, man, I've, I've just. Um, I've got like a puppy. She said, "Well, she's like one year old now, but she she needs walking twice a day, so we walk quite a lot." Walking, that's about it right now, isn't it? But hopefully, things are going to change a little bit. What's the situation with like um, 
like getting together as a band and stuff. I mean, in the next, like with the whole tier, like the stepped step changes, like practicing um, and stuff like that. We, we weren't really supposed to be, was it? Was we? To be fair, Jack, but what we, we we've been demoing and stuff, and we just yeah. sort of just yeah, it's um, been like just being just logical about it, really, like keeping yeah, our yeah. distance, but meeting up now and again when we can if we're doing like something that we think we need to do, like a few demos if we're just tracking some guitars or whatever. But um, a lot of it really has just been sort of doing it from home. So like we've got, you know, we've all got logic that we can just put stuff down on. I've got like a little setup at home where I can just lay down some vocals and stuff. So um, yeah, I think we've done we've done like six new songs, and then I've got another another four or five that are written at the moment. So we just gotta gotta get in the room when we can and get everything down, and then start demoing them as well. Yeah, and then, then try and tour your first album, your first record. And then go, yeah, go backwards in time, <laughs> tour what we recorded <laughs> nearly two years ago. But it's, but as I say, look, I think we're in this mindset now that like a lot of people haven't heard it and we've just got to play the songs to the best and make the live shows as, yeah. as best as they can and, and fun and, you know, sort of engaging and then, and then go from there. Well, but you I think, have, um, have some new yeah. ones to throw in that you've been writing that you can actually guide guide you in terms of which ones you take take forward. I guess really a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think with lockdown, I've been watching a lot of live shows from like the early nineties and the two thousands, and it's like I want to play like sort of more faster stuff. And um, I think that'll be the next thing that we're going to be writing a little bit something more in your face and a bit more quick just for those live shows just to pick them up a little bit but um we'll wait and see because usually when i say that i'll write like a, a ballad <laughs> cool well we could let you crack on if um chris unless you've got anything else you want to yeah no i think i think we should wrap, wrap things up like a uh, massive thank you to to both of you for doing this it's been it's been really cool it's been really fun um yeah thanks for asking us like this was really cool it's the first podcast cool. we've ever done you took our podcast well, for there Jimmy, you go. So. We had a oh wow four yeah. way as well you know Hello, yeah, yeah. yeah. Book it list. That is that is a big way to go on virginity. Four yeah. way. There you go. <laughs> right, well, I look forward to seeing you soon. I think. Yeah, well, hopefully I'll see you boys in uh, July, Shepherd's Bush. Yeah, man. We'll hang out. Cool, man. Bye. See you later, man. Nice, right. on, boys. nice one, boys. Take
you for listening. If you liked what you heard, we'd love it if you could subscribe to us uh, wherever you get your podcast, whether that's iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or any, anywhere like that. Um, also, check us out on social media. If you, if you just search for Wasting Time Podcast on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, give us a like or a follow on any of those. And also, we love hearing from listeners as well. So um, feel free anytime to drop us an email at thewastingtimepodcast at gmail.com or obviously you can message us on social media as well. But um, yeah, we'll catch you next time. For you two